Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This is episode 42 and this will be the download special. Download just around the corner for us now. I do have to play this. Do I do um, one day at a time? Do I do it? Oh, how do I do that? What do I do? I suppose... I'll do maybe one day, see how long it runs for. Uh, people seem to like the, the, the shows that come with just me talking because they get sick of me. If it's just under sort of 25 to 30 minutes. This is a special though, so maybe I get to do a little bit longer. Maybe 60 minutes, 20 minutes a day, possibly. I don't know. Uh, maybe, yeah. But download is just around the corner for us. Well done, Coop. Why are you doing something about download? Aren't you all about Bloodstock? I'm all about all live music and all live metal in, in, in the case of this show. Um, do I prefer one different festival to the other? Yeah, they all have their own different sort of thing going on. Download often gets sort of labelled with the sort of the, the more, so what's the best way to explain it? The more kind of uh, accepted versions of it. It's more popular sort of, sort of music, more crossover stuff, that type of thing. Possibly, I don't know. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But for me, Download, before Donington and before that Monsters of Rock, when I first went was very much a, a, a big deal. It was, you, you you went for the music, but you also went to meet friends and make new friends all around the, 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 the sort of the campsites. You used to set up camp and you'd go and you'd meet your friends and you'd all just get drunk and, and, and have a really good time. It was as simple as that. This is harking back to the days when you couldn't, uh, you could you could go into the arena. There was very little checks or anything like that. You, you could go right to the very front. There was very little sort of barriers and stuff. You could even like sit off and 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 there was fires. Remember when there was fires in the fucking in in the Monsters of Rock days? You used to have a fire when it used to get like really cold or during night. And people used to do these massive pyramids of people and stuff. Do you remember that? That never happens. I'm sounding like a really old guy now. And I remember remember this, remember that. But it was it was an interesting time. Now obviously security conscious of put things in place so that doesn't happen. And some people say that's good. Some people say it's bad. But if people are safe, it's it's always good. Download, obviously, Andy Carping does. He did gets gets the band together, and he does a fantastic job. He's really sort of when you're dealing with the level of amount of people as you do with Download, you know, one hundred thousand, maybe more um, amount of people going there. You've got to kind of you know occasionally take risks and put bands on that you know uh, semi risky, if you will. And out of three days, you've got to do one sort of absolute stone cold headliner who's like perfectly placed and they have done I think in this case and then you have to put like sort of the shall we say is it offensive to call them tribute not tribute legend acts like it's tribute not tribute tribute is the wrong word these are the actual bands playing legend acts if you know legacy there you go legacy acts and they kind of they're at the um the 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 kind of the the things for every sort of age range. So you've got the younger kids getting into stuff the the the, the older older people didn't listen to, and a mix of the both, and kind of got to mix it all up. So you got to do three headliners, three days, and pretty much kind of cater to everybody. That's a tough ask. That that's a, that's a tough ask. And then you have got to balance it so the show feels feels right. And then you know then you you spread it across several stages of varying degrees that's a that's a monumental feat so anybody taking that task up i i take 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 me hat off i called uh, andy Coppin once the michael evis of of metal i still probably subscribe to that to a certain degree because downloads probably like uh, probably the closest metal thing you've got to 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 glastonbury so let's let's get uh let's get the, the fuck on to on to on to what we're doing here so if you listen to now if you listen to this maybe a couple of days before you head down Great stuff. I'm getting a lot of feedback about this show, which is all positive. The last episode uh, was just a not a normal episode, but it was a, an episode that I do all the time. It was one of the the most listened to and reacted, 
out there so obviously people are listening to some of the things i'm saying and agreeing and i really appreciate that that's that's a really nice thing to happen and so i'm glad that i'm, I'm entertaining and i'm glad that i'm doing that but as always you know fire suggestions over fire messages over one of the biggest things was when i put a band um at the end of the 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 the, the the particular show i'm going to do that with this show i'm going to talk a little bit about that at the end of the show uh, i think i'm going to try and get all three days in on one show if i can because you're probably all going to listen to this maybe even heading down there so if you're the guy uh driving you don't need to fucking uh, fuck around with anything just put this podcast on and drive if you're the guy sitting next to him make sure he's fucking fully fed and watered and you're entertaining you're the navigator so don't get fucking lost it's not that far to download but i know people come from all over the fucking world to, to go to download which is fantastic you remember you're the navigator you're the fucking guy doing the sat nav the driver's the most important person and then you've got the two motherfuckers in the back you need to shit 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 you, you do need to shit you need to take a shit before you fucking get in the car that's for fucking damn sure you got that little services before you get in and there's a wonderful um uh greasy spoon sort of outdoor cafe that we all we always used to go to before we had it which was something of a tradition but your job is to make sure that all the sweet drinks all that type of shit's all fucking locked down and don't be no backseat driver let them fucking get on with it so this is what's going to happen you're going to put your your sat nav on or whatever the fuck it is you use on your phone you sit back and relax and enjoy my dulcet tones as i go through each day of of download now you're probably going to listen to this and go fuck off coop you've got that fucking completely wrong and that's okay because you're fucking meant to but you also might go i've never heard of that fucking band i'm gonna have to check them out or i didn't even realize they were playing i'm gonna have to check them out and that's the point here that i'm gonna cover obviously you know of course i'm gonna say that the larger bands that you need to, to check out of course i'm maybe why maybe throw some stuff at you uh that you might have not considered it do my play but also go through some of those bands that you maybe haven't necessarily heard of or go because there's always that bit in the festival where you've got that little lull and the whole point of festivals is that you go to the show to catch a band you have you, you do you've no risk you can go to catch a band that you haven't seen before give them the, the, the set they're probably only got a 20 minute half an hour set give them that 20 minutes half an hour and get into them there's countless of bands that i that i check out on the smaller stages up and coming bands to kind of see them in that band because either they don't play in this country very often and they don't do i haven't got massive wild tour cycles so you don't see them that option and that's why it's um so important to, to go and to go to the festivals and see them yes there's the headliners and of course they're the people you pay your money to see and some people have this whole i, I don't know which, which side of the coin do you fall on with this are you the type of person that goes to one stage decamps and that's your stage for the day or you're the kind of person like me who jumps from one stage to the other and risks getting fucking the run from one stage to the other sometimes it's fucking forever and you've got to figure out what you're doing sometimes you don't get to the front but i tend to flit between stages to catch as much as i can i've got my list i've written down because i'm just optimizing as much as i can because it's like so many bands so much metal in one particular space i have to get as much as to wring the, the sponge dry of metal if you will so i tend to go to all them which side of the coin do you fall on so Let's get straight into Friday, the uh, the fourteenth, and let's begin with uh, wrestling, <laughs> with the NXT. So NXT, for those that don't know, is like kind of a, a sort of sister show, if you will. No, SmackDown's the sister show to Raw. It's more kind of the the uh, uh, the younger up and coming academy for the WWE. Why mention this at a few festival art music? Well, the whole point is that. NXT use a lot alien weaponry. I think they used uh, one of the songs for the the intros. Music and the WWE have often had a, a massive sort of connection. And NXT is no different. A lot of the, the the people that you'll see come out, they come out, come out music, their walkout music, their intro, if you will, is metal. 
And so, because of that, you tend to hear uh, a lot of bands sporting those t-shirts and vice versa. And a lot, in fact, like you know, uh, Mark Andrews is in a band called Junior that you want to check out as well, for example. So, why start with that? Well, because it's nice to have a little bit of a break from from music and go back and forth. It's nice to cleanse the palate every now and again. It's a good way to ease you into it. So they have an early show and they have a, a later show. And there's always kind of surprise and stuff. I've got a few friends actually wrestling at the show. I've got a few friends working the show as well. And, and I think that should be a really nice introduction. You know, you can kind of see that before. And you might see, have you never seen wrestling before? Go and see it. See what it's like. So WWE do a very good job, obviously. And it's always full of surprises. It's always good quality wrestling. And it might be something you like. If it is, great. You know, that's, that's cool. But then the first sort of bands I want to talk about, and it's your first real dilemma, if I'm honest with you, because they're more or less on the, the same um, the same sort of time. You've got um, Skid Row. My, the, the boys in Skid Row, my bosses, my old bosses. So they're... Skid Row or Skid Row, it goes without saying, they're fantastic and they're going to be, they're on the Zippo stage and they're, they're going to do an incredible show. You know, I mean, Monkey Business, I remember seeing them. I remember Escape from the, was it Escape from the Studio? Yeah, I think it was Escape from the Studio uh, where Metallica did, where Skid Row played and that's just when they were with Sebastian was fronting them and they played Monkey Business. And that was one of the most fucking amazing crowds I've ever been part of. So we're looking from from Monkey Business because that's the fucking riff right there. But uh, you know, ZP ZP does a good job with the, with the vocals this time. In fact, it's a fantastic job, you know, of of getting to to, to Seb's vocals and putting his own little spin on it. Um, I think I remember you is probably one of the big things that you you want because that's epic that. And I think they'll be good. But realistically, if you can catch him, catch him. But I'm going to suggest. Um, Slightly against against that, and Snake's gonna fucking murder me for for, for that. Like, but slightly as aside from that, I'm actually gonna suggest going to see Sumo Psycho, and uh, the the reason being is because they just they feel as though they're you know they probably moved over the cusp of of kind of being really sort of a massive band. You know, they're on the Avalanche stage, and they've got like. I mean, Andy Drake's got got this fucking great guitar tone going on where it's heavy, and then you know it's kind of uh, it's it's be- you can hear everything that's going on with it. He's a great guitar player. I think he's playing that that SG again as well. Like, but it's a, he's he's a great player. And, and Sky Sweetum, the vocalist, uh, you know, a lot of people initially see what she's doing, but I think if you dig deeper into the music, I think there's an enormous amount of quality writing in there. She directed their new their new song and video where the what's it uh, Love You Wrong. And and that's a great that's a good that's a good start point. Go and listen and up the bounce to play that and that's a really good example of what they do. I'm gonna suggest that I wanted to I wanna hear Undefeated by them. I think that's a great song and I recently saw them and they were just a just a great class act. You know exactly what they're doing, know exactly kind of what they want to say. And it's just amazing that every single instrument jumps off the page. You know, like I say, Andy's uh, guitar playing is is particularly uh, particularly amazing. So I'm going to check. The, I would check out Sumo Psycho. They're on that on, on that uh, the Avalanche stage. I think they're really going to tear up and surprise a lot of people. You might not hear them. You certainly need to see them live. As always, most of the best bands in the world translate to being better live acts. Sumo are, are incredible, incredible live. Now you got a weird one now. I'm just I'm using different means to kind of figure out who's on when, but I think because they're quite close, you've got the wonderful Kundra on the Dogtooth stage, and um, that's probably as close as you get into church going on on the Friday, like because it's got the some some amazing stuff. Um, come, from, I mean, essentially they're a new a new band, sort of been around a little bit, but they're, they're still they're still a new new band. Um, their album uh, kind of and uh, the Maya is just. 
uh, and the song Maya, or is it the other way around? I can't remember. It's just a fantastically complicated, beautiful thing. It's the Fantastic Conjurer really kind of, they're going to become something pretty, pretty amazing. They already are something pretty amazing. But the, the the problem you've got is the kind of their set almost kind of interlinks with with Clutch's set, and there's never ever going to be a podcast where I'm going to suggest anybody over Clutch unless it's Judas Priest. <laughs> but I'm never going to suggest someone over Clutch because and they're on the main stage, so they're going to be playing to a fuck ton of people. They Clutch don't do bad shows. They 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 just don't. You know Neil Neil Fallon is just a consummate. He just, you know, what a, a fantastic band. They've been going so long. Clutch, they knew exactly what they're going to do. So you're going to get, like, Electric Woody and the Mob Goes Wild and you're going to get all that type of stuff. Um, and, and you know, Tim Sold, uh, just gu- guitar playing, is just fucking brilliant. It's, like, somehow relaxed and kind of, uh, you know, at ease with himself but at the same time urgent and aggressive how the fuck he manages that I have no idea I'm quite looking forward to if they play um, Lady of Electric Light um, uh, so from Psychic Warfare I, th- I think that might be interesting because it's like I can mean, maybe what third song in chuck that in there because it's difficult when you play these, these these big sort of festival shows they're no, normally called throw and go ones you just get up and do your, your, your greatest hits and fuck off it's really difficult to kind of so you know clutches maybe slightly extended jam parts or something won't, won't happen and stuff and so you're going to get the hits and stuff it's always nice when they chuck in something that's maybe a little bit interesting um, you know so but but Clutch are just fantastic, and they'll be fantastic at that sort of spot as well to kind of really kind of lay out what's going to happen that day. Going to make a, an interesting sort of another interesting diversion. Remember the band Zebrahead? Anybody ever heard of them? Zebrahead. Well, I got into Zebrahead um, at, way back when. For you know, remember SmackDown versus Raw, the the the, the PlayStation game. Remember that? Uh, well, Zebrahead did, did tunes for those, and he did a song called Alone. Um, which I really, yeah, uh, I really want to hear again. Pure, pure nostalgia, not in a bad way. Pure nostalgia, because I just really like that song, and it's kind of like upbeat, kind of almost scar and metal and stuff mixed together. And they're, they're just going to be a really nice tonic, a really nice kind of like nice break. It'll be a nice show, nice. It'll be a really kind of great sort of upbeat power positive show. That and Zebrahead, a lot of those bands, they're just they're just a great great band, and um, and you don't ever see them, don't really tour that an awful lot. So the the shows they do when they do um, when they do festivals are incredibly important because the, you don't get to see them and it's a chance where it's like fuck it, do you know what I mean? There's, there's a couple of bands on, sure enough, but let's just you know let's take a little bit of a listen and and, and see what you think. So they're going to be great. They're on the Avalanche stage, and the Avalanche stage is going to be kind of where you're going to see some of the most of the new up and coming kind of different styles and different things of what's going on with there. And obviously the song I'm waiting for is, is, is alone. I won't lie. I want, I want, I want the hits, so to speak. I want, I want to hear the song that I remember really fondly. Okay. So now we're into sort of the bigger, the bigger names and the bigger part of the day. And on the main stage, you have white snake. What the fuck can you say about white snake? You know, the, any band that's named after a long cock, which is essentially what white snake are, but you're in the hands of absolute masters, you know. You the white you're in the ha- your your long white cock is in the hands of masters. It, it you know David Coverdale is is the is is royalty, isn't he? He's, he's rock royalty. There's just there's, there's just no way to say it. And normally I'd be like, let's hear something. Let's hear a, a, a kind of a, a you know a, a track you have in there, that's been buried in or, or off whatever it may be. But you you don't. You want the big songs. You want here ago. You want is this love? You want still of the fucking night. That's what you want. That's that's what that's what we want from them. We want those big huge tunes. I was watching. I didn't even realize that White Snake had released a, a version of when they played Donington. 
with Vi when Steve Vi was with, with them for a brief tenure. And they released that as a, as a whole album. It's fantastic. Still the night with Steve Vai. Fucking hell. It's fucking brilliant. And I need you to check that out. I, I no, didn't even knew, know it existed. So they're going to be, you know, they're going to be superb at pulling whatever crowd. They, the crowd for them is going to be massive because they've wrote all of the tunes. They simply have. Now, obviously, Vi's not with them now. Uh, but they have got Red Beach. Um, re- I don't know if any of you, any, some of the guitarists listening now will know Red Beaches. Um, and Joel uh, Hoekstra, Hoekstra, I think it is, yeah. He, they're, 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 now, Joel, is he does write a column in Guitar World, and he's a fucking great player. He's got that long kind of rock star mane like fucking Coverdale has as well. And he's just a, a fucking great player. You know, recently... Um, He's done some great stuff in guitar. It's showing you how to play some of the stuff, and you just realise what a just uh, uh, an absolute journeyman he is in the business. Red Beach, I think, where you know, had a kind of few tenures and a few things. He's he's just a great player. And Winger wasn't he at one point? He was the guitarist for Winger. I think he was one of the founding people of Winger. To be honest with you, I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. And um, these are great guitar players. I mean, these have been around a long time. These are. Hired guns in the worst sense, in the much as they're hired in obviously to be in Whitesnake, but they are been in there such a long time that they're now part of Whitesnake, and they are. You also got Tommy Aldridge on drums, I believe, as well. That's an interesting thing as well. Talk about Rock World Tree. Tommy Aldridge was just he's done stuff with Ozzy and everybody. He's like fucking, uh, you know, Carmine a piece, and that's everything. He's just been around for that long. You are basically going to be in the court of the king with this. You're going to have all these players playing absolutely top quality tunes really really well you do there's no one going to be able to touch them then they're just going to be great white snake you know and that normally would be uh you know i think that's kind of mid-afternoon late afternoon that's going to be a perfect set for them that there really is well placed for that so that's a good that's going to be a great plan to see white snake and then on the zippo stage you're just going to take in a and this is like as well um I'm going to kind of go with with choices that I would go and see. Now, uh, Opeth are playing on the Zippo stage. And, you know, it's it, there's been quite a bit of a sort of hint in the prog with some of the bands I'm talking about, like, you know, Conjurers to a certain degree. And Opeth are going to be there on the Zippo stage. I, I've seen Opeth quite a few times and they've never failed to, not so much. I don't know how it's going to work on a festival thing because their music's very involved you know, I mean, you've got a uh, sorceress that the, the title track from, from from that album, and you got that chug in the middle. That's a big song. I probably put that. I think they'll probably play that at some point. That's got that huge chug in the middle. Um, I don't know, mate. What what about if they played sort of like you know, pants in the Ivy one and two, from from Blackwater Park? But I, I let my the one song I want to hear is Bleak. Now it's a difficult sort of trick to pull off at a festival to pull off what what Opeth are doing, but I've seen them do it. Seen them do it at Bloodstock where they've kind of pulled off that that type of thing. Opeth are, are great, but they're kind of one of the bands, you you, you know, there's a lot going on, so you really want to take it in. Um, that's that that that's going to be a superb thing, juxtaposition from Whitesnake to Opeth, but that's what I'm, I'm, I'm saying, mate. Now, controversial choices time. I'm asking you to miss Slash, uh, Miles Kennedy. I'm asking you to miss Eagles of Death Metal and potentially uh, miss Real Big Fish as well. Why? Because I think you should probably take the time to look for look at Twelve Foot Ninja, uh, the wonderful crazy Aussies, um, and and it, why? Because I they, you know they, I just think they're a great band, and they're interesting kind of like don't take them too serious selves too seriously, but then do when it comes to the the application of the music, and um, you know so like what are we listening to away from there? Songs like Mother Sky and Coming for You, 
I think 12 Minute Ninja are just going to be, I don't think it's going to be that massive a crowd as well, but I think it's going to be definitely worth seeing. Like, I think it's going to be a quite a special set for them. And I, I can't remember the last time they played recently, kind of around the UK. I'm sure they probably have been, but I can't remember it. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that, yeah, I'm going to say it's definitely going to miss them. The other the other bands, you may, you're probably, do you know what? You're probably going to be, you're probably, some of you out there, like I've said, will probably sit at the main stage and that's you and you'll go from white snake to kind of slash and that's fine you know it's not that slash is going to be bad of course it's going to be fucking great i'm just saying take a chance take a chance watch 12 foot ninja and and, and see what's going on there and see what's what, what that might be about then it's the main stage and and who's not going to want to see the spectacle that is rob zombie who's not going to want to see that now what we're expecting giant robots semi-clad fucking craziness uh, we're expecting fireworks and fucking all kinds of blood and fucking dreadlocks and shit and all that good stuff and it's exactly what you want at a festival so people just can lose their fucking minds and go crazy so we're gonna get super beast and dragula and all that stuff from hellbilly deluxe and you're gonna i wonder if i wonder if he's the three from hell's just getting a trailer very very soon three from hell's the third film um in the the, the, the trilogy the 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 that rob's directing and there's just a trailer coming up soon. I wonder if there's going to be some music from that, maybe some video. That could be cool. I wonder if he opens with a bit of that and then goes into the set. That'd be cool if he did that. And he certainly played songs off it before. I think he'll... De- Knowing Rob Zombie stuff, I'm sure he will hint and intimate at that in some in some way. You've also got a uh, John Five on on guitar, and for the guitarists out there, John Five, as we know, is just a crazy, crazy talented guitar player, and he always has a small section, even at the festival shows, where he'll do his his, his bit. But hugely entertaining, huge horror fan, so he always gets the, a lot of props from me. Not that he needs them, but uh, yeah, he's hugely talented guy, and he really brings like the the the, the, the sort of the the, the play into to Rob Zombie's thing. That's why I'm kind of hoping they play uh, more human than human. Yeah, it's not a Rob song. It's you know it it it, it I, I get that, but I like to hear more human than human again. By again, but also as well, check out Blasco, uh, the bassist, and hugely talented bassist. People forget that he's fucking holding it down. And uh, you know, fantastic, fantastic guy, and he, he, a big lover of cats as well. Some of his oldest t-shirts seem to be metal and cat centric, like Rob Halford's were. But also, he, Rob put together a really fantastic band there, and you're in sort of crazy good hands there. Now I've seen now, now the last time I seen Rob Zombie, he had some technical difficulties and vocals were up and down and this is the problem you're going to have at festivals you go to see a big band and it falls on its arse and it's always frustrating when you see that now i didn't say rob fell on his arse but it was certainly difficult it's hard when monitors go out for your set you normally have an hour and a half where you can fuck around and fix these things if you've got like an hour or whatever it is it's not as easy and you tend to just deal with the shit that you've got at the time. That's why they call them throw and goes. Just fucking get on, get playing, get off. And it means that sometimes if you've got problems, tough fucking shit, you've got problems. I hope that that comes good and we get a, get the Rob Zombie show that, that, that we deserve. Now, you could you could go on to see Def Leppard. Why wouldn't you? Because Def Leppard have been uh, around for a long time. They've got a lot of hits. They're, you're in safe hands. You know, Hysteria, uh, Pyromania, all these great albums you've got. There's going to be no shortage of classic great songs. And I saw them the the last time they played, and it was a fantastic set. They did some crazy stuff with the video screens, and it was it was really well. It was a real production, a real kind. Now they've just been inducted into the Hall of Fame as well. 
you know, so there is every reason to see them, but I'm going to suggest not seeing them because Def Leppard are fantastic. If you haven't seen them by now, you probably should have. I'm going to suggest going to the Dog Tooth stage and going to watch At The Gates. Of course I am because it's Swedish death metal done the best way it could be done. You know, they've been around since the 90s, uh, reunion, reunion aside. They're just, you know, uh, Thomas Lindbergh's v- vocals just are just brilliant. They're just, they're just brilliant. And, you know, the, the stuff of the 90s hasn't aged at all. And um, you look like, I mean, what, what, what are we expecting? I don't know. Um, even the new stuff, uh, uh, To Drink From The Night Itself, is, is still fucking brilliant. They're just... You know, especially if you're a fan of In Flames and haven't seen at, at the Gates, you definitely want to check out At, at the Gates. They're just it's just going to be an absolute masterclass. You know, um, what are we expecting from I don't know Terminal Spirit Disease? Could like to see some stuff from that. Uh, the Beautiful Wound. Uh, you know, for me though, um, Blinded by Fear, Slaughter uh, of the Soul. Wouldn't that be good? Blinded by Fear. Blinded by Fear is like fucking textbook. It's fucking brilliant. That I really like to see that, and I think the. You know, Adagates fucking never play anywhere. They fucking I can't remember the last time I've seen them touring anywhere. They do often do European circuits on the tours, but they never come here. That's that's fucking one. Def Leppard, you're probably best seeing Def Leppard if I have to make a case to beat the two. You're probably best seeing Def Leppard, um, when you kind of when they do their touring run. And I think isn't Priest supporting them or something? I'm not sure. But anyway, they're doing their tour, tour and run. Go and see them then when they have the whole control the whole environment. For now, steal yourself away and go and see at the gate. You will not be disappointed. It's it's when people think of death metal, they don't understand necessarily what exactly what it is. But this is at the gate. Swedish death metal is is just is fucking brilliant. You'll be very surprised, and that that feels like it's going to be a fucking magical set. That is, so that's Friday. And there's a fucking lot of that there. There's a lot of music there uh, to get your heads around, you know, and to, to kind of enjoy. I mean, and I'm dancing you pretty much all over the place here, to be to be fair. So if you, that's your bag, then that's going to work out for you. If not, then you know, I'll give you sort of a route one there. If I had to pick one band that you 100% had to see, it's tough. It's tough. It's probably at the gates, purely because how often you get to see them. Um, But, yeah, first day. What's your thoughts, guys? Who are you going to see? Uh, there's any bands on there that you go, fucking hell, I didn't even realise they were playing. Uh, who are you going to see? Now, this is the point in the car. Or the or, or if you're... Hey, listen, if you're listening to all of... If you're on a coach now, because there's coaches that go to download, isn't there? If you listen on the coach now, and this is on the speakers, you've somehow convinced the fucking driver. And by the way, driver, thank you for taking us metalheads to this place because you've got the fucking worst job in the world as we're all fucking drinking incredibly loud. So we take let's take a moment and everybody on the bus, thank the driver. Just give us a, a, a fucking cheer, a round of applause. Give a round of applause. There we go. For the driver. Thank you very much, driver. Okay, that fucking said driver get this this podcast whatever volume you have it on now turn that motherfucker up now let's turn that up now now your job is to drive us there and we appreciate it immensely now all the people in 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 the back of the back of the couch there you need to now kind of argue about why the fuck i don't know what i'm talking about with these bands you also need to go okay yeah, fucking, I'm going to see his band. You come to see At The Gates with me? Yeah, yeah, I will come to see At The Gates with you. Like, yeah, Tan, you going to see Kundra? Yeah, fucking see Kundra. Bonus points if any of you are wearing a fucking T-shirt to those bands that, that I've mentioned there. But now's the time to dissect that Friday and argue the case about what you want to see. 
Okay, so let's get right into Saturday at the Download Festival 2019, and we're going to start off with the no surprise at all, uh, Alien Weaponry on the main stage. Currently, they're the the darlings of the uh, of the industry at the moment. They're absolutely, you know, completely sort of being an amateur critics' favourite. Everybody kind of just they're, they're, it's there. It, it very much feels like it's their time. The Alien Weaponry, some uh, uh, three piece uh, Kiwis they are from New Zealand, and do some bits and pieces in in Maori. Um, and just just an incredibly superb band. I first heard of them with I like a lot of people with their holding my breath, which has just got that fucking great riff there. I'm hoping they play uh, Rapatu or Rapatu as well. That's it. That's a great song that is. And it feels like they're an overnight sensation, but they've been around since like what 2010. But this is when they really started coming to prominence, and kind of everybody suddenly on the, the their names on the, the tip of the tongue to open the main stage for download. I think they were originally meant to be on another stage, but they moved to the download stage, which happens a lot with bands that are kind of blowing up and being amazing. That's 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 kind of one of the, the, the great things, is you kind of can see that journey. That, that set for them is going to mean absolutely everything. Um, so that's why you want to see that. I mean, there will be a lot of people seeing that, like, and it's, I don't know what time they start, but imagine it's going to be a massive crowd, but they are fantastic. If you haven't ch- checked out Alien Weaponry, you really need to. For, three, for a three-piece, they make an incredibly fucking loud noise and uh it's all down-tuned great stuff like would but it's, it's cause of it feels like you know what it feels like it feels like when sepultura did their uh, roots and had brought that whole kind of whole thing and that tribalism into it as well like that's what alien weaponry do so well if you if you kind of can steal yourself away i'd like to go see the, the zippo stage I'd like to check out bad wolves and um, so yeah they do a cover of a cranberry song put that to the side for now but uh the songs like "Remember When" and what Tommy does with with those songs, they, yes, they you know they may sound like the harp from a different time, and that might sound dated, but they're great songs, and it's a, it's a really strong band, they're a really good band. I want to, I would suggest checking out. They're possibly sort of on the the cusp of doing something interesting. I think you really should should check them out. But realistically, you're probably moving to the Zippo stage for a few reasons. The first and best reason would be, where do we start with Elvana? Where do we start? Where do we start? Do you know what I mean? It's like. Elvana, it's like you take Elvis and you mix it with Nirvana. Elvana, what the fuck? Who's decided that? But it's genius. It just, I don't know why it works, but it just works. And what the reason, it, I don't tell you what, I do know why it works. It works because all the parties involved, including the fucking audience, all the parties involved, could collectively all understand both material. And so we can seamlessly go between the two. For me, when I saw them doing a heart-shaped box, uh, sorry, it was um, uh, I kind of fall in love with you going into heart-shaped box with us that, and I can help if everybody's enjoying the singing, falling in love with of the of heart-shaped box. The mixing of those two songs. It was just brilliant. And you have that little pause when you go into the opening riff of, of Heartshake Box where the crowd get it as well. And it's just wonderful. It, 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 it was a joke. You know, I don't think anybody might say it. They were, it was a tribute act of both two bands mixed together that should have never have worked, but it worked. Why did it work? Because the people playing it loved the music and the people listening to it and loved the music. We're never going to see Elvis Presley again. We're not going to see Nirvana again. Why not put them together? I think that's just going to be one of those great slots which is just going to be, uh, 
you know, just going to be sort of pull the crowd together. There's so much singing along, and you're telling me that Elvis isn't going to come out with something amazing. You know, they're going to do something special there. Uh, that's a that's a special show. There'll be the most amount of videos that will come from download, apart from big headliners, will be when Alvana play uh, certain songs and they mix them up as well, because that's going to be really really special. That's them kind of realizing something that maybe it never should or could have ever happened. Uh, playing playing on the Zippo stage, brilliant. And a, a strongly urge to see, and they're out on tour. I think soon or coming, or do it in the middle of a tour at the moment. And they're just absolutely packing the places out, and rightly so. Brilliantly keep Elvis Presley's music alive. You know, uh, Elvis was a hero to most, but he was never. He wasn't a hero to me. Um, you know, maybe so. But mixing El- El- Elvis and Nirvana, brilliant, just brilliant. And I, I think you know. I think it's definitely going to be a special set. And you're going to stay on this. Couldn't it be more of a change? This is what's so great about uh, about festivals, the juxtaposition and stuff. Couldn't be more of a change than seeing animals as leaders um, on the Zippo stage as well. You know, this is instrumental music, instrumental DJs, if you will, music, you know, or gent music, whatever you, you want to fucking pronounce it. It, it. it shouldn't shouldn't be following. That's crazy, but it does. And, you know, you're going to get uh, Tosh and, uh, and the guys. Josh and just coming off the Generation X tour as well with Vi and Zach and stuff. And so it's going to be fucking guitar to the nth degree, you know, um and JD, the other guitarist, uh, uh, or Javier, it doesn't get a doesn't get enough of a looking, but they're, they're just fantastic. I mean, Toshin's just next level stuff, you know, just great, great stuff. And to do a festival as well in the smaller slots, what you know, what are they going to do? Is it going to be a CAFO or you know, Wave of Babies? But you know, could it be you see, you know, um, Cylindrical C? Maybe that, but I probably I, I'd like to hear uh, to lead you to an overwhelming question because I think that's probably going to work. It's heavy enough. It probably works, but that's going to be great. You're going to see animals as leaders, and if you don't like, in you know, instrumental gent music, then you know, you get to have a, open the door, have a little bit of a look at it, and see what you think, and go, okay, well, you know, fuck, it's not for me, but you know, I'll, we'll see what happens. But it's certainly a chance for you to get a peek into that world, and I strongly suggest you do. Animals leaders are incredibly important from a number of perspectives in terms of the music to play and how they, they present themselves, what how they've, you know, kind of working with uh, uh, social media. And Toshin's very much, like, looks at the, the whole thing as well, how he dresses, he tries to push all kinds of boundaries, and I think it's fantastic. That's, that's animal, animals as leaders on the Zippo stage. And then, well, where do we go then? Uh, it, for me, it has to be the main stage of Behemoth. Just, I've I seen him play a near-perfect set of Bloodstock, um, you know, I, I, and it's difficult to see that they've been doing extreme metal since '91. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like ah, just even the newer stuff from uh, "I Loved You at Your Darkest" is 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 great. But you know, I hope they do draw heavily from the Satanist. I don't know, that's an easy thing to say, but it's fucking just brilliant. You know, uh, Nagel just, you know, I mean, I, I hope probably good opener will be um, "Oh Father, Oh Satan." That'd be good to open, wouldn't it? And it's a shame we can't have Behemoth on 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 the on the Sunday morning. Wouldn't that be amazing? You imagine that, like. But I'm hoping to draw from the the Satanist, uh, if I'm honest with you, and stuff like blow your trumpets. Gabriel would just be ju- would just be fantastic. But there, Behemoth are just. You know, I've had the pleasure of seeing that like close up that the whole set, and it's just it's absolutely glorious in all in all its blackness and and darkness and everything. Uh, Behemoth on the main stage. Difficult to want to say, you know, how how will that translate to open air stuff? But they've done it at Bloodstock. It can be done. 
And I think this is going to be really interesting uh, uh, on, on the main stage. And then, once again, lovely sort of turn. I think you're going to go into Skindred. So, stay on the main stage and say Skindred. What have we, can I say anything bad about the boys in Skindred? No, I can't. You know what I mean? They're just... They're just perfect for, for for this type of thing you know you know benji just knows what he's doing with the crowd knows what he's doing with his music and knows what how to put himself across i mean mikey's just playing just everything he writes is just an anthem isn't it everything he writes just seems like it's got a, the sing-along yeah yes we're we're hoping for nobody and stuff yeah we're hoping for that and um, be interesting to see if he's wrote some new stuff as well but they're kind of if the crowd are flat after Behemoth, if it doesn't work out for Behemoth, which it fucking won't, so you'd be madness to think that. But if it doesn't, the perfect way to pull the crowd in is 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 Skindred. You know, I wonder what who we get if we get somebody in doing warning as well. That could be interesting. But Skindred are just I mean, have a look at their touring schedule. They are seasoned, seasoned band. They know what they're doing. They're you're in safe hands, it's gonna be fantastic, you know. Uh you're gonna see the new Paul helicopter if you haven't seen that before. That's a fucking trip, you know. And listen to Benji for to give you the cue and then wave your fucking shirt like your fucking crazy windmill is fant it's a fantastic size, it's a fantastic size. So there's a little lull. By lull I mean I wasn't entirely sure about who we would go with next. But it it, it for me it's gonna be trivium. Um, Trivium, I've had I've had a weird sort of listening experience with Trivium. I, the wife, Mrs. Coop, got onto them very early on uh, with Embers, um, and then I came in with uh, on Ascendancy, and I thought they were going to be, and a lot of people did. A lot of people thought they were going to be heir apparent to Talica's throne. They really did, and that's probably what fucking caused them a few problems. Then it kind of went a bit, you know, eighties metal. They didn't kind of know what they were doing, and it and it seems to me that they've always kind of. Always kind of struggle till we get to where we are now. This this sin in a sentence, you you know, it's clear Heafy loves his his black and his death and his dark metal and and and, and him and Matt and Matt and Corey just are a great partnership from a writing point of view, and and a playing point of view. But I never really thought that I've seen him live a few times and it's been one or it's been the other. This could be a very much a crown achievement. I always like to keep this positive uh, when I talk about bands, and I think that this is the chance now to to lay out their store and have that bullet for my Valentine sort of show where it pulls everything together and it all makes sense and it pulls to land the stuff they've done and starts a new beginning for them. I hope that happens to Trivium at the main stage. They deserve it, you know, because they are a good band, a solid band, and and hopefully we'll get some stuff from Embers and Ascendancy. Yes, okay, you know, Light of Flies and all that. I hope we get that, but I'm going to be listening for the new stuff and how that's both approached and, and put out there and how the crowd reacts as well. So, so going sort of... From all the, the the older bands to from from Triv Trim Trivium, so to speak, you got the Stone Temple Pilots on the on the Zippo stage, and it, it brings into an element of uh, of something we'll talk about later because obviously slipping out of the uh, the main stage headliners, and that's the fact that obviously you know Scott Whalen's not not around anymore. Uh, you know Jeff got replaced him, which is going to be interesting to see how he approaches the the, the stuff we had it with Alison Chains. Wait, let's see how they. Uh, uh, approach it you know the delay brothers are, st are still there and you know we're going to get vaseline and sex type thing and plush and stuff from core but what are we what are we gonna, I hope, I hope, do you know what i hope we get a meat plow from purple that'll be an interesting that's it's had a deep cut i think that's a deep cut i'd quite like to hear that we're going to see how that works as this is a band kind of go okay you know this is the the past now what's the future look like and so you know they're a great band we know this this is well documented you know, obviously everybody loves them. Let's see what Jeff does with that. Let's see how it works out. Let's give give them the chance and let's see what's going. It could be quite a magical thing. That really could. 
And if you stare at the Zippo stage, you're going to see Hailstorm, and you're not going to go wrong with Lizzie. You know, there's never going to be a problem with it. But I would suggest, I would put forward that you go to see Carcass. Carcass on the Avalanche stage is just, you know, Carcass. I mean, fuck, when did we re come out of 88 something like that jesus christ and now you know the, the last you know did surgical steel what a fucking amazing people say it was like a comeback album yeah shut the fuck up they've always been great but you know what surgical steel just you know what a fucking amazing album is that i mean naturally i want to hear stuff from heartwork um and artwork i want i want to hear that be nice if they can chuck, chuck some st- stuff in from uh, reconputrification not uh, you know genital grinder you know maggot colony we're looking for something like that that'd be great but it's going to be carcass it just it's you know talk about stalwarts of the uh, of the of the sound and stalwarts of, of metal carcass are just right up there i couldn't recommend them more and you don't get to see an awful lot of touring from them so it's going to be absolutely fantastic that you see them superb on the avalanche stage and then i'm reaching through this really quickly aren't i um and, and we're leading to to slipknot and if you have a look it looks like everybody's been kind of laid off all the other bands just so they know that everybody's going to see Slipknot. Um, you know, Slipknot and Download have got a great history. They've played countless times. I've I've seen them many times. There, they're just they're doing superb band. But things have changed. You know, you know, ninety five Slipknot were around like the Nonset, and you know, and and masses have changed and boy suits have changed. But now. We ain't got Joey anymore. He left and, you know, Chris Fenn recently left. And that's a podcast all in itself about, you know, why why Chris left, you know, the, you know, the, the situation around that. You know, that's a, that's a, a question of self. And obviously, sadly, Paul Gray passed away in 2010. And, you know, when I loved it, the way they still see him as, a, as, as the, well, as rightly is, as, as a member and, and they still, still, still see that way. But now, you know, we've got new people involved and, and look, look. Let's let let's call it as it is. People are wondering if Slipknot have still got it. You know, the maggots out there will always be like, you know, okay, you know, the, the, fuck you, Coop. You know, everything about Slipknot's perfect. They're, they're my band, and for many bands as bands, for any fans as well, they are their band. Like Metallica was for me, or Judas Priest was for me, or Slayer is for other people. They're their band. They're, irrespective of good album bad album they'll always support them and i i respect that deeply but there is going to be a portion of you who's going to be like okay can they still do that that stuff and and the answer is that they don't want to i don't think i don't want to speak for Corey and, and the lads in, in that respect but i don't think they want to be the the band with doing that stuff on ours fest and all that type of thing i think they want to evolve and become something else and people should be, you know, maybe open to, 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 to hearing that. Yeah, I want to hear Wait and Bleed, and I want to hear Surfacing, particularly want to hear Surfacing, and then moving to new stuff, Duality and People Equal Shit. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. I do want to hear that. But I listened to Unsainted, and I was like, it's a different shade of, of what of what Slipknot, uh, uh, Slipknot are doing. And We Are Not Your Kind, the, 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 the newest album. You know, that's going to be, it's going to be interesting, you know, you know, it's changed. It changed. The writing dynamics possibly change now. You know, certain things have, have altered. It's a different world now. Should slip not reflect that? Yes, they should. And should they? They should be allowed to grow. If you're going to see, you know, and expect to see the the, the first album, the first demos, then it's not going to be that. It, they're still hugely entertaining and hugely sort of visceral thing. They're still, you know, heavy as shit. But that's what people are going to want to see. And I think you can get about two or three songs straight in. You'll be like, okay, fuck, Slipknot, a Slipknot. They always will be, and it's as simple as that. They still have it. They don't fuck about. They really go for it. And, you know, Corey, you know, this isn't, doesn't Tom Savini re, um, 
help do Corey do his new mask and it looks like kind of see-through and stuff and all that and it's fabulous they still care deeply about what they're doing and that will come across at this show Slipknot will be it will be a spectacular superb show to headline that middle day they'll be kind of you know they'll they'll have something to prove as much as people want to see them prove it you know and that's probably when some bands do their greatest stuff when people are like eh, are they still around can they still do it and they come out swinging and that's what i think that's what slipping are going to do they come out swinging they're going to be like put all that stuff to the side now you know, what's going on look judges by the music and the and, and what what goes on stage and that's what i think you, you should do slipknot headline on the middle day feels like it could be pretty special feels like it could be epic and you know we wait with bated breath to see if that's the case okay so and now we're down to the the final day the sunday and the sunday's a, a weird one because everybody's probably fucking partied out because of slipknot on the on the saturday um and then going into going into the day they're probably fucking everybody's on. You get everybody kind of fucking stumbling around the fucking festival site and what have you until they fucking get it back on because they're kind of prepping for that. Also, you get there some people who, who leave early as well because they don't want to catch the the headlines and stuff. I think that don't think that's going to be the case this year. I think it's it's a fantastic run in. Um, near the end of the, of the whole show, and it's a great way of ending it. So. For me, um, it's difficult to know to choose at the beginning. So, like, it's quite a few sort of selections to be, uh, opening band on the Sunday. I'm going to say, I was going to say Wolf George, definitely worth checking out, but I'm going to say Dinosaur Pile Up. Um, just a great, just a really wonderful, upbeat, kind of crazy riff laden sort of thing on the Zippo stage. You've got a great song called Back Foot that you might want to check out, but they're just a great, nice and ease you into today. You know, it's going to be it's great fun, it's energetic, and it's kind of where it needs to be. And then you're probably going to start to wander over to the Avalanche stage and check out Heart of a Coward. Um, really, really kind of, you know, what a complete package, Heart of a Coward. I mean, any band that has a line that's the, the fear of being alone is what drives you. You, you know, it can't be bad, Dad. They, they do uh, hopefully play Hollow Mouth of Madness, I think it's called as well. Really sort of complete, you're going to say, really finished article. Like, I've seen them play quite a lot of festival shows and they just seem to have that perfect sort of way getting 20 minutes or so out and, and and doing a really good show heart of a coward fantastic and then we're on to godsmack on on the main stage and godsmack never play over here occasionally play over here so definitely really want to see them and it's just it's it's a group of fucking blokes you know men playing fucking metal and getting it done godsmack uh, uh, you know uh, you get all oh, I stand alone, crying like, like a bitch and stuff. And, uh, all the stuff off uh, awake. You know, do you expect to hear Sully's just a got that great gravel voice, that great kind of whole. You know, uh, sort of rec- totally recognisable sort of vocal range, and you, you know, um, uh, Rombola on on guitar. Just you know, with just this great style, a really simple, effective riffing. You know, don't don't forget as well. You got the fantastic Shannon Larkin on drums superb drummer superb drummer um, and it'll be interesting to see kind of what they do uh, you've got your stuff off uh, when legends rise the new the new material and where they're going to kind of choose from but I mean yeah you're going to have to have some of the, the big hits there but that's just a solid fucking beer and enjoyment and, and watching it just lay it down and grooves up a plenty as the crowd get kind of warmed up and why did they get warmed up you're going to stay on the main stage in my opinion, opinion for Eamon Armarth uh, because <laughs> they're just they're just great at a festival there's there's no better spectacle than you know and Hag uh, standing there with this fucking you know uh, big sort of uh, 
drink and stuff and the beard and all the rest of it. He's given it to him. What's that, what's that thing he called? The horn, a big fucking filled drinking vessel. Uh, you know, just, just playing Viking metal to, you know, to, to, to the, to, and people who haven't seen it before are almost instantaneously won over. You know, it, it's probably, we've, we've just come out of the back of Marvel, so you definitely should play uh, Molyneux, Hammer of, the, Hammer of Thor. They should definitely play that. Uh, but let's let's hope they play like Destroy the Universe or For Victory or Death, you know, from Sutha Rising. They, they, they're just a great, it's like, you know, there's a wonderful energy with Viking Metal, a wonderful kind of like drink and be merry and, 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 and enjoy it. And they put on a fucking hell of a show, Eamon and Amarth. And so definitely I think they're going to be a real Godsmacking them. That's a real kind of like, you know, getting everything moving now, getting this sort of, the whole sort of, the whole sort of crowd pulling them in and let's let's you know let's really enjoy enjoy the show and enjoy the kind of thing you're probably going to stay i think a lot of this kind of stays around the, the main stage for a lot of mine because i think it's a really fucking good run but there's a little bit of jumping around and there's a weird one with the next one now <clears throat> lamb of god excuse me and are on the main stage and anthrax are on the zipper i think i think that's weird I think, I don't know, it should have been maybe the other way around. I don't know. Uh, maybe one And it did pretty much around about the same time. Feels like a mistake, that. But I, I, I reckon around the same time. You've got a question, you got to think to yourself, well, okay, who do we go for? And I've seen Anthrax a lot, and they've been around a lot of times now. Uh, Lamb of God, a little bit less so. Um, and so I'm going to go with Lamb of God. And then it's a real weird way do, do, you know, do you know that Randy and Mark and Rads are going to approach this set did he go with you know some of the the newer material from some newer stuff that they're going to do I mean are we going to get do, do we get you know Redneck from Sacrament and uh, and uh, or do we get and you know do we get some other kind of you know surprises in there you know I think set to fail might be a bit of a surprise if he played that might be expected but uh, boot scraper offer as the palace has been that'd be nice to hear as well um, you know, do we get do, do we get like I don't know, letters to the unborn? Could we really? I don't think so. It's not going to be that, is it? Like you know, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do because they're going to have to play some classics. I reckon they've got about what I don't know, forty minutes, forty five, something like that. Um, maybe get get some Ben the Pre stuff. That'd be that'd be good, wouldn't it? If they kind of pull that. The thing is, I think you you kind of go to see Lamb of God. You know, you're not too concerned about the songs. It's more about the experience of, of the whole thing as a whole. Don't go wrong, the songs are important, naturally. But I think you're going to see Lamb of God to see Randy and, and just powerhouse it. Do you know what I mean? Just show you how a modern metal band will, will, will do that. And I think that's going to be interesting. Also, anybody wants to, anybody follows Jamie Jaster's uh, podcast, which I suggest you do because it's fantastic. The picture this week uh, of the latest episode is Randy and him in, in, a, in a Step Brothers uh, homage. And it's, it's, it's fucking fantastic. Um, but yeah, what, what, where do we? go do you know is it new american gospel what do you know what what which way do we go with this and it's going to be interesting but they're always superb always superb uh lamb of god and on the main stage around that time yeah i think i'm probably going to go with them and i'm staying on the main stage because it's like there's a wonderful guitar playing obviously in lamb of god but it really goes to another level with dream theater dream theater obviously uh john Petrucci just you know modern day guitar sort of genius like you know superb superb player and they've been around for for fucking you know forever uh and and obviously the new album's distance over time and and it is fantastic as well it's i mean they don't do very rarely miss um it'd be nice to see we get some stuff off images and uh, and and words and stuff if, if we get some stuff off that they i think they're playing two sets aren't they on their on their own tour where they go and do a, a whole a one album and then it, so that'll be interesting to see what goes on um i think 
you know, James, who's the vocalist, he, he's got a, he, an interesting sort of journey ahead of him with the, with the crowd because everybody's going to expect like kind of technical guitar playing, but they've got brilliant sort of huge songs like Untethered Angel. I reckon they'll probably open with that because it's fucking huge. It's a fantastically well written song. Like, and you, yes, you might get pulled me under and the stuff that they're, they're expecting, but essentially, Dream Theater feel like for me, especially if you're in, in inclusion uh, where they are in this in the setup as being pr progressive metal, really coming of age and really. Kind of, you know, becoming something to, 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 to accept. It's not like, oh, this is going to be long, 10 minute long songs or whatever. I think a crowd that are intelligent enough to sit and watch, even a festival crowd that, you know, sometimes it's, it's difficult to put the, uh, the intricacies within your music. I think they're just going to really dig that out. And it's a huge sort of spectacle, if you will. And that's going to be something that, you know, you really want to go and see. Now, steal yourself away, as I often say. If you can, to the run up now is pretty much you know the the last sort of three four bands is pretty much the the, the main stage. But I would still yourself away if you can to see Municipal Waste on the Dog Tooth stage. This is thrash, just done the right way. You know this is just a great you know a great sort of and the uh, party is probably the wrong word, but certainly just high energy, great just fucking riffs are plenty. I mean, it's what well, it's interesting. I wonder if they play Wolves of Chernobyl after Chernobyl being on 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 television. It probably should, shouldn't he? And um, you know, and then. I mean, what new slime and punishment was was what twenty seventeen. So we're we gonna hear a new song. We're we gonna hear some new stuff, maybe. I don't know. Probably, I would imagine it will lean towards the art of partying, which is a you know, fantastic album. It was born to be played at a festival thing. It's only thirty two minutes long or something. So you probably yes, you'll get beer pressure and stuff like that. Um, but you know, I wonder if we get here. Uh, it's Sunday, so we should be getting uh, thrashing of the Christ, right? You know, uh, maybe, I don't know, we should do. But that's going to be kind of like, that's when you're going to get your circle pits and the people going crazy and the people with the cats with the peaks up and stuff and all that kind of craziness. And I love that, like, you know, um, and, and I hope it goes crazy for them because they, they, they're just great. I've yet to see them play a festival show and not be fucking brilliant and not ignite the crowd as well. That's a great band to have on the dog tooth stage, most definitely. So then, where do we go from here? So you could go and see Anti Shikari, and you, uh, they, they, they're fantastic too. But for my choice, it has to be Slayer on the main stage. Why would it? Why would it be anything else? Numerous reasons, apart from one, it's Slayer, um, but also the you know potentially last time we ever see them. You know, this is kind of really the last sort of victory lap, if you will, in many ways for Slayer. I've talked about this before. You know, Holt on guitar doing a doing a fantastic job of keeping Hanneman's uh sort of place and doing that type of thing. And I think they you know certainly live they're sounding fucking brilliant. They're sounding absolutely brilliant live. Really sort of, you know, Lombardo back on the drums sounding just just brilliant. So for me, Slayer, especially in a festival sense, is gonna you, we're gonna get everything. You know what the fuck? It it could be it should I could and it should be a greatest hits. There's no more new material. We shouldn't be that. It should be Dead Skin Mask. It should be Seasons in the Abyss. You know what I mean? It should be. Can can we chuck in Bloodlines? Can we chuck in that as well? That that'd be quite nice. Uh, to to get some of that, like you know, it should be these songs. It's South of Heaven. It should be all those songs, and it should be greeted like an old friend and respected as so. The pitch should be fucking 
and bouncing by the time these are these sort of getting full flow and i'd expect a bit of spectacle as well let's make sure the fire marshals know what's going on because it's going to be a ton of fire and i think it's on bloodstock and they had like an inverted cross wrap made out of marshall cabinets we're not fucking about here like slayer slayer and they will be this is us giving that fucking viking funeral of them of sending them off and going there you go slayer fantastic and and, and that's and that's great you know and everybody wants to catch that and see that last sort of show from them slayer on the main stage feels completely right for what uh, download donington monsters rock whatever you want to see it should see she should be completely in keeping with it and after that then you've got you know talk about chance of never getting a chance to see anybody uh, like that tool tool closing uh the, the main stage uh, just you know <laughs> where do you start with tool you know doing this since the 90s you know it's uh, consistently producing albums of intelligent well-made progressive and thought-provoking metal you, you know you everything anemia uh, lateralus you know it's uh it's ten thousand days you just think this this is it this is like a, an important uh an insanely good uh, heavy metal band or band just full stop as a band you know the, obviously we're waiting fucking forever for the, for the new album to the point where it's become parody it's become parody of the, like you know how long waited they have to play something new they have to play something new and that's probably what people are going to see so people may be there just go what the fuck is all this tool about what the fuck is what is all this sort of whole thing you know um you know what? What are we going to get? You know, sober and stink fist and that type of thing. And we're going to get them. And I've seen Tool do this before, where they'll do, they will branch out. And when you're doing a headline set, you've got that room to do the greatest hits, but also branch out a little bit. You know, you could get a Parabola. Oh, that'd be nice to hear. Like that's like what ten minutes long, six different edits long. But that's a you know that's that's insane. You know, from Lateralus. You know, that's two thousand what two thousand and two Lateralus. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting mix about how they approach that set because they could approach it in very, you know, in many ways. You know, Maynard uh, is just a consummate, you know, intelligent front man who knows exactly what they're doing. Adam Jones is guitar playing. Can listen to the motherfucker for hours. You know, just this superb player in a superb band with everybody operating on the high level. And you only have to go back and listen to their the, the body of work to realise just how fucking high a level it is. You're a metal band and you're referencing Bill Hicks. You're not fucking round. You're not... This is serious, inventive and progressive stuff and should be treated so. Does that translate to a festival crowd? Hmm, interesting. Does it translate? They probably earned the place to be headliners. Some, some, not me, would argue that it is it is almost a risk. What's that final song where the, where the fireworks go off and you send everybody home happy? Difficult, difficult one. It's going to be a different vibe for, for Tool, but one where it's going to be like, this is fucking, you know, this is pretty epic, you know, especially if you play some new stuff and no one's heard it and it goes knocks, knocks out the fucking park, which it will do. I think Tool's set uh, potentially will introduce a whole load of new people to the to the band who've only heard the name and saw the logo and never really deep-dived on the material, never really deep-dived on the music that they've got going on within them. And I think I think this could be special. You know, Certainly Slayer's your safe bet. You know what you're getting with Slayer. Stick around. Don't be that guy that fucks off, the, you know, uh, so you beat the traffic and all that. It's not a fucking bout that. You know what I mean? You get home when you get home. Don't worry about it. Watch Tool. Stand in awe and watch something quite magical happen, and just let it wash over you. They're gonna, you just, you know, with tool, it's almost an evening with them. Do you know what I mean? Let them sort of 
show you what their set will, will be and let it unfold beautifully. You're not looking for necessarily the hits. Yes, it will be full of massive riffs, but you're looking for the kind of the power of this uh, of this particular music. You know, Tool is high end, high sort of progressive and intelligent. Some people say that doesn't work at a festival level. Those people are wrong. Those people that say the audience can't bear it if it's not a simple riff. Those people are wrong. This, watch, you will watch, stand in that crowd. You will look around and see people absolutely transfixed with Tool. That's what I think anyway. Every time I've been privileged enough to see them, I've always wondered what, what, how are they going to approach it, and they've always been absolutely superb. Tool, finishing the main stage of download, it just seems completely right because it's one eye on the past and one eye looking to the future of what's going to, going to happen. There's still the benchmark for a lot of progressive stuff going on. There's still everybody looks at them and goes, okay, what are Tool doing? Yeah, okay, we'll look at that constantly through videos, through the media. You have a look at their websites. That's everything. It's constantly pushing and looking progressive. So it makes sense that they're the last band on, you know, and have the, the kind of the, the heritage acts at other points. So there you go. That's three days of, of Download Festival. What do you think? So there's two ways you approach this. So way one is you message and do that when this goes up and say, you're fucking wrong, you've missed this band, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, 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 blah. Fucking sound. Let, let's have that too. Let's have a conversation. Who should I be checking out? Who have I missed? What bands have I missed? Who have I pissed off by missing them? But then there's also, if you listen to this after download, you'll be like, fucking hell, I saw that, 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 that band, they were fucking amazing. Sound, tag me in that like, you know, that's cool too, to have the smoking metal show in that. And, you know, that's cool too. We can do that. And for me, Download is still important. It's still a valuable festival because it gives a massive chance for bands you haven't seen before. As I've said throughout this, who normally don't have, have you on the touring cycle, we'll, we'll go to see them there. Enjoy if you go if you listen to this going down to the, the, the festival. By the way, as a rule, whoever the fuck drives down doesn't set up the tent and gets a beer while everybody else does. That's a fucking rule. Let's get that as a rule. Um, you know, and if you're on your own, I don't know you're gonna play that. But if you if I was driving down the group of people, then they 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 should they should do fucking nothing of the setting of the tent up. So yeah, as always, don't be a fucking dickhead and, and start setting fires and being a knobber. Be a good person at the festival, help people out, just be enjoy the festival, drink, have a laugh with your mates. Metal's meant to be enjoyed as a group activity with lots of people. It's fantastic. It's best enjoyed in, 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 in a great festival. And enjoy yourself, you know, great bands on, brilliant. You know, it's 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 one of those ones where it's like, we, if we didn't have downloads, we, God, we'd miss it terribly. You know, Bloodstock has its place. You know, download has its place, and that works out beautifully. So, I think what the things I uh, I I just want to end on now is I play out on a track that I've done, and one of the bands that I was listening to that kind of approached me about some stuff was a band called Meru, which is M A I R U. I'll put some links to to on the on the podcast details and bits and pieces, and they sent me some stuff. I was listening to that some kind of. Um, uh, neurosis and that type of thing and so to play us out and just before we do you know as always uh, check out the social medias of the spoken metal show this last episode was the most watched or if you will listen to episode since we have been doing this i'm now up to more listeners on soundcloud than i've had last year and way up over that than where it was last year so it's obviously building and i thank you for that i thank you for listening thank you for taking the time the next show will probably be a preview show for metal to the masses which is coming up on june 22nd but without further ado enjoy the this podcast you know feel free to share it and like it and send it to other people you think would also be interested in it but let's get straight to it to play us out it's meru with Dawn Creature. 